Hey, happy Sunday, everyone. Look, I want to start this morning with a challenge right off the top. How many people can honestly say that they have the desire to tell someone that they are blessed? Why is this a challenge? Because when you're stuck in your house with very limited interaction with others, it may be difficult to see anything beyond your own circumstances. But here's the challenge. I want to give you the opportunity right now Jump on your favorite social network, jump on Facebook, send a text to someone, give someone a call, and declare that you are blessed. And you know what? If you can't think of a blessing in your life right now, I want you to ask someone to proclaim a blessing over you. Do it right now. You know what? You can hit the pause button right here on this, on this video, and I'm going to wait right here for you to do just that. All right. How did that feel? Was it hard to think of something or, or admit that you're blessed? Well, let me share a little something with you. Let me, let me tell you a little secret. The more you know Christ, the more you trust in Him, the easier it is going to be to pinpoint the blessings that are around you. It actually becomes more and more obvious. So let me go back to Scripture, the, the Scripture that I shared in my last sermon, which is Jeremiah 17. And I'm going to start this time at verse 7 and finish it at 8. So Jeremiah 17, verse 7 is this, But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in Him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. So here are the two things that you can learn from Jeremiah about blessing. First, that there's a frequency of blessing that we actually have the capability of tuning into. Now, if you really accepted my challenge there at the beginning, you probably will have noticed that there was also another station playing in the background that was actually trying to show you all the things that are wrong, all the things that are not blessings to you. Because if you only have your natural eyes right now, you're going to see plenty of reasons to be scared, to be fearful, and to ask, you know, Lord, why am I living through this time right now? But Jeremiah 17, 7 shows me that God calls us to Him through blessings. We usually think that God calls us by saying, you know, hey, go and do this, and you need to be doing that. But in reality, our loving Father is actually releasing blessing by the simple act of us trusting in Him. I love when the Bible gives us simple equations to do life well. You don't even have to be good at math to understand this one. Trusting confidently equals being blessed. What does that mean practically? It actually means being confident in Christ, even when you know, there's nothing around you to be confident in. Double down and, and you'll be stubborn in your trust to Him, and He will bless your life. I'm going to make the disclaimer right away that uh, you know, this is not a, a get-rich-quick scheme. It's, it's not about incredible financial gains. And God's blessing is not even about you know, even something tangible. Because it's not about temporary things. The blessing is about your eyes being opened up to, to God moving in your life. It's about receiving His love and, and His purpose. And it is something that you can use to actually help others as well. You just have to first tune into it. The second thing we can learn about blessing from Jeremiah is that it is something that roots us down, that, that anchors us. As the verse says, we are like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. When Holly and I bought the house that we're currently living in, there was this little scrappy tree growing in one of our window wells. It was only about two feet tall, but it had a, a very thick trunk. For a few years, we tried just about everything to get it out. We even broke a sawzall blade in it trying to get it out. But finally, you know, we realized that the reason the tree was so strong was because there was a drainage issue in the window well. And it was actually being nourished by all the rain and all the water from the winter thaw that accumulated in the well. 
When we finally dug out the window well to solve the drainage issue, we saw that the roots actually went really, really deep, at least three times the length of the part that we could see above ground. This, what we thought was, you know, just a weak-looking tree, withstood poison, it stood, it withstood over-pruning, it withstood the saws, the verbal threats, and my continual disapproval of its existence. But below the surface, it had a source keeping it alive and healthy. This annoying tree is a great illustration of Jeremiah 17. Whatever storms cross the surface of our lives, whatever attacks we face, no matter what verbal discouragement we face, whatever global unrest occurs, we can have an anchor cast deep into the heart of God, roots that are continually fed by the stream of His blessing. The blessing is not that you know, we have really good weather to grow in, it's that we have a source of life that lets us bear fruit and, and have zero worries in a year of drought. A few years ago on a, on a business trip, I actually drove from Phoenix to Tucson, Arizona, and I witnessed something I'd only seen in, in cartoons. I saw large tumbleweeds rolling through the dry desert land. You know, it was quite fascinating how easily the tumbleweed was actually moved around by very light wind. I really do not want to be the plant in Jeremiah 17.6 that is found in dry places. I'm sure you don't either. So how do I turn my tumbleweed self into a mature, flourishing tree? You actually make the decision where to root yourself. Being blessed means that your source and, and hope is the Lord. If you spent the first few moments of this message, you know, questioning whether or not you're blessed, let me, let me give you some direction. A truly blessed life is a life that does not depend on perfect circumstances to make it happy and content. A truly blessed life actually looks beyond this world to the Lord. A good example of this is actually found in, in Philippians 4 and 4. It says this, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. The funny thing about this is that Paul wrote this from jail. And instead of complaining about his imprisonment, Paul reminded us that true blessings are actually found in the joy of the Lord. So whatever level of faith that you have, a good practice is actually to continually ask yourself where the source of your hope is. One of the lessons of this past year has shown me that you know, the things of this world are, are absolutely fleeting. You know, the things that we thought were foundational have shown that their shallow roots are easily pulled up. And then the things that have been, you know, deemed solid and trustworthy are showing their human weakness and limitations. Why is that? Because we need to ground our hope in eternity and not on these temporal things. But our trust has to be in the increasingly in, and the increasingly in the almighty, all-knowing, ever-present Lord. That is when we are truly blessed and when we feel greatly blessed. The secret is in the roots. If you have ever seen the roots of an oak tree, you can see that they grow wide and they grow deep. Tumbleweeds, on the other hand, have none. So where can we send our roots? I have to send out my roots into the soil of God's word. That's where the nutrients of strength, wisdom, and encouragement are going to come from. The deeper and wider my knowledge, the, the more empowered I'll be to withstand the difficulties and challenges of life. You can also look at the soil as kind of like God's love as well, too. Ephesians 3 and 16 says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. You know, the only way that you can fall in love with someone is to spend a lot of time with them. Today is a perfect point in history to invest time to get to know someone who has loved you without regard since the foundations of the world. Getting rooted means learning about you know, my loving Heavenly Father and spending time with Him in order to know Him. 
You know, and as my spiritual intimacy develops with Jesus, so does my trust. And when my trust develops, so does my blessing. The biggest advantage you get with this is that when your roots grow deep into God's word and, and, and into his love as well, it gives us the opportunity to be in his presence. Being in his presence is not just, you know, the head knowledge of knowing who he is. It's the actual experience, the, the transformative experience of being in his presence. And nothing will center you more. Nothing will give you more peace than experiencing his presence. How do you do that? Well, I'm glad you asked because you can have it right now. You can do it right now. Invite his presence. Pray, Lord, right now I ask that you give me an overwhelming sense of your love for me. And let's just see what happens. Give the Lord some room in your daily life and you're going to be able to remain strong even when you know, life turns up the heat. When we go after the presence of God, when we become rooted in Him, we get to really know Him. And the more we know Him, the more we can trust Him. And yes, today we have done some you know, one-off examples of seeking after God, but this is something that we need to do daily and not even in a once-a-day quick morning prayer, but a moment-by-moment moment through every aspect of our lives. We need to do this. Roots are continually absorbing water and nutrients. We must do the same by praising and thanking God all day long. Even our concerns can be expressed with praise and gratitude because we know that through them, God will bring about blessing. So then, what is this blessing? It's actually the outcome of a deep personal relationship with a personal God. True blessings bring us closer in satisfaction with God as our joy and our only treasure. It's a whole environment, a whole life of blessedness, like a, a tree watered endlessly by flowing streams. And this stream of water is the overflowing love, his, his overwhelming presence and the, the comfort we find in God's word. It replenishes us and, and keeps us growing and keeps us producing fruit, not only for ourselves, but also for others to live and eat from as well. And the best part of this is that we don't have to stress about where to find this blessing. It's already available to us. It's already available to me. It's already available to you. We just need to stretch our roots to the stream. Strengthen yourself in the Lord because He, He is the source of all blessing. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, every good and perfect gift is a blessing from you and you have blessed me with so much I ask that you would use me to be a blessing to the people that you've surrounded me with and the people that are in need or are facing difficulties because of the circumstances we find ourselves in. Make me a channel of your blessing, a channel that your endless stream of love, peace, and joy can flow out from. Lord, let me be your hands to bring this blessing to others. Guide my feet to places where I can go and, and be a blessing. Let my words be seasoned with salt so that I can speak words of comfort and encouragement to those that are in need and to those that are around me. Lord, I pray that you would increase in my life and that I would decrease so that the blessings that you pour through me to others will, will draw us all closer into the arms of our loving Father. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. Thank you all for tuning in and may God's endless river strengthen and bless you this week. Take care and God bless.